0: Welcome to the Investing for Life podcast, where we apply proven investment principles to the lives of successful business people to help you enrich your own, with your host, Douglas Isles.
1: Hello and welcome to the Investing for Life podcast. I'm Douglas Isles and my goal is to help you, the listener, by encouraging my guests to unpack their successes using a framework modeled on Platinum's time-tested investment principles. We will explore temporary setbacks that shaped our guests. We will learn about the long-term steps that they have taken to ensure they're on the right path, and we'll hear about how they stand out from the crowd. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by my colleague, Dr. Bianca Ogden, who runs Platinum's Healthcare Investments. While we know each other well, having started together in the firm 18 years ago, I'm sure I will learn something new about Bianca today. And I know that you certainly will. So Bianca. Today, we all know you as the Healthcare Portfolio Manager at Platinum. But let's start with your childhood in Germany. Tell me a little bit about growing up.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, When I grew up, I was actually... um quite a shy person so I grew up, I don't have brothers and sisters so I was an only child which is always an interesting kind of concept because you you have to entertain yourself so you have to find things. Um, I had an imaginary friend for example um, that I called Zippy and um, it was um, kind of modelled on a Fisher Prize those little, you can't get them today anymore those little um, figurines and he was the one that looked quite cheeky he was green and had a red hat and I Took him everywhere. So he was my friend, Zippy, and I made up stories and, and played with him. So, that, I can remember that quite weirdly. So, as an only child, you um, you spend a lot of time with your parents. You have to um, have quite a lot of curiosity because you have to make up games that you play and I um, kind of um, to the, still to this day like my own company quite a bit, uh, which is interesting because I'm married to someone who has um, five siblings, so quite the opposite. Um, but, yeah, my childhood was um, I grew up in just outside Frankfurt in a – smallish town, about fifteen minutes outside, called Dreieich. And what we did a lot is ride our bikes around. And we, um, basic, there was a field behind my my parents' house, or where I lived. And we always explored, basically, all day, just roved around on our bikes. I played a lot of tennis, a lot of sport. As a as a German, you, I went skiing a lot. Although there's an anecdote when I was little, and it again comes back to the shyness. My my mum put me into a um. I was it in a class and um, I got really worried about it and um, didn't really like it. I was by myself, didn't like it. And I saw my mum in the distance and I essentially just said, oh, stuff this. I'm just going to go straight for it. And basically just shot through and um, appeared next to her. She wasn't very pleased, obviously. But, yeah, I wasn't as good as uh, uh, by myself, but I've learned to do that. And I've learned to um, put myself into a situation um that challenged me often so yeah great childhood
1: excellent and you talked you talked there I picked up a couple of things you talked about being curious you talked about exploring a lot so you know how did that sort of unfold and where did that curiosity take you
0: um I've always been I guess encouraged by my parents to to try new things so I always um tried different sports and I was always open to just see what what, what it brings and so I can remember that um, uh, a lot of people I think uh, played um, volleyball that I knew so I thought oh let's try volleyball but I found it quite um, boring uh, because you kind of had to wait and it wasn't as you couldn't move around that much you had your position Um, so then I um, changed and um, there weren't as many girls that I knew who played basketball so I got some of my friends and I said look we've got to try this this is quite fun. Um, and so we did. And I was quite good. I was a very good guard player. And, um, and I thought that that's quite, quite a great thing. And so I went to a basketball camp, tested that out. Um, and so I was always trying to just, um, I'm not a very good person at sitting still. And I wasn't when I was a child either. I constantly wanted to see what, what else can I do? What else can I learn? Um, and I think at the time you don't really realize that that's kind of a character of you. Um, But I always explored that. It's the same. I did, what is it, in tennis, same thing. I then went to a tennis camp and tried that out as well. But I didn't go to a tennis camp in Germany. I decided I liked French. So uh, I went to a French camp um, with French people. That was an interesting concept, um, but it, it was good because you just you just open your your eyes. And I somehow, when I was younger, read somewhere I can't remember where it came from that when you're a shy person or a person like a, an only child, you should always try and put yourself into situations that challenge you, or where where you kind of have to learn something that you don't like, but you actually grow with it. And that's kind of what I. Well, I did most of my life and my parents were quite encouraging with with doing that. So I wasn't really the the spoiled child that a lot of people think. I had a very strict dad who always said to me, you know, you you can do anything and um, everyone is kind of, don't be afraid of people or when they tell you something. You you have your own opinion and you stand up for what, what you believe. Now, he did that too. So at times I got into trouble, but yeah
1: so so well well grounded and uh Mm -hmm. sort of focused a lot on on learning so that took you let's say outside of, of of school life but academically as well you know where did your where did your curiosities lead you
0: yeah i um uh when I was at school, um, I wasn't very, um, we had to do a lot of, in, in in German or literature classes, we had to read a lot of the German novels. And then what I really struggled with was the whole idea of interpreting what would it mean? What could it mean? And this whole like, oh, what could? And there were so many options. And I thought, this is just weird. I just think this means this. Why do I now have to keep challenging myself to, to think about it outside the box? And so I wasn't really so keen on that. I wasn't very good at art. Um, um, but what I really liked was um, math, biology. Physics, I wasn't that great, but I did like um, chemistry, the experiments, what you do. So I realized that somehow I seemed to like it and it made me feel happy, let's put it that way. And um, so in biology, I had a a teacher called Herr Goetz and he was quite a strict teacher, but he at the time when in the late 80s, 90s, HIV emerged and he really um, focused on that. I don't think it was part of the curriculum, but he just, he liked it and he was, I think, In many ways, you probably wanted to be a scientist, but earned it up a teacher. Um, So I was really fascinated by this. And I I basically bugged my parents and must have told them all the time about it. And it was um, in the next town to where I grew up was a... An institute called the Paul Ehrlich Institute, which essentially is the one that um, approves all the vaccines and 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 does HIV research at the time, and I think still does today. Um, and so there was an open day, and I said to uh, asked my dad, "Shall we go? Shall we go?" And look, he's an accountant um, at an oil company, so that was totally different. But he said, "Okay, let's go." So we went to a lecture, sat through it, then toured the whole um, institute, and I was basically hooked. And that's what I wanted to do.
1: So, so Her Götz was your 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 early inspiration, if you like.
0: Yeah. Although I sometimes find him difficult, but he, in the end, brought me to where I am today. And then also, I think the, the chemistry teacher as well. He was a harsh one as well, but I really enjoyed that whole subject. So that that's kind of started my curiosity. And then... Um, I read it's funny because I read a book I can't remember it was a it was a novel and it was about a pharmaceutical company that um, it was intrigued so I like crime stories so I was intrigued and something but I was fascinated about these companies pharmaceutical companies and I was lucky um, at the time, I think biotech emerged, and the German in Germany, the Neuer Markt um, was it was the stock exchange, and everyone was just crazy about it. And Kyogen was one of the um, one of the companies, and so that was kind of my first investment into Kyogen. And um, and my dad still tells me to this day how we couldn't have sold. Why we didn't sell in the new no market, but that's what happened. Um, yeah, so it's it's that that really started getting insight for me to get really excited about uh, about um, viruses, yeah. and ever since then, I'm fascinated by them.
1: And that's taken you to where you are today. But mm. what, what what one of the, the the sort of goals here is to try and unpick the the setbacks. So so as investment managers, we know that you know some of the best opportunities come when a company faces faces a setback. So maybe from that sort of early childhood and that journey, can you think of some of the earliest or earlier setbacks you might have faced in your life and, and how you responded to them?
0: Um yeah, look, I think one of the things is so I decided to um, to study biology. So one of or, or I was always had the had the question, should I do medicine or should I do biology? But in medicine I felt like, oh my God, I have to go through this whole a. At- at- Anatomy anatomy um, course, and I thought that I can't do that. That's just that's just, it's too tedious. And in Germany, you have to do a um, a medicine test to get into into university. And because I already decided not to do it, I did the test, but it didn't do very well. But I then decided, look, I've got to get into biology and I want to get into molecular biology. The problem was um, at the time, the the courses were you had to do two years of biology, which will involve botany and um, zoology and all of that. Um, and I thought, oh, my God, this I'm not going to be good at this, but I have to get through it because there's no other way. Um, but I wasn't very good at it. And it, I really um, didn't like it. And I just um, felt like, oh, my God, what am I doing? How do I get to this this next step? And I can remember um, one particular thing where I thought I'm not going to make the, because you have to pass, it's called four diploma. the first two years you do an exam. And if you don't um, basically get that, you can't go to the next two years. Um, and so I had one course where um, you had to go onto a field with botany. You had to go on a field and you had to determine what flowers there are. And I'm not very good at that. And so what happens was I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot do this. One of my closest friends, she was very good at this, so she helped me, but I still was hopeless at it. But for some reasons, I was very devastated. I was like, I'm not going to make this. But in the end, what happens was um, a, um, for some bizarre reason, the field that we were uh, assigned to was um, the farmer came and mowed it. So, by the time my my test came along, um there was no flowers, so i but I knew from my friend which ones there were, so I did quite well so that but that was in that leading up to that that was very frustrating because i could i didn't know what could I do, but miraculously something happened and and I think what what helped me was the support from the friends around me who basically said, but I mean, know what you want to do. You just have to get through this. Okay. same. they're saying you had, to, you had to look, what is it? Microscope and you had to dissect animals and plants and then you had to draw it. And I'm hopeless at drawing. So I missed that as well. So I was absolutely hopeless for the first two years of my course.
1: So this was a sort of step you had, you had to cross to get to yeah. something better on the other side and getting through uni. um we, going from being that only child into the, into the uni environment how, how was that for you
0: um so uni was in, in in germany it's not as i think here it's very structured in germany it's very much you come out of school it was pretty structured school obviously and then you go into uni it's all open and you can do whatever you like and i struggled with that i struggled with like how do you do it i'm not um a party person that goes to every possible party and enjoyed that as much, I'm much more quiet and and always like to do other things. And, and, and that challenged me. But then again, I think it comes back to, um, the friends that you make in, in those situations. And, and that was really good I had a really close friend friendship group. And and that really helped me to, to settle. Um, but again, it was the same thing initially the first two years I kind of lived at home. And went to Darmstadt which is another like basically I lived in between Frankfurt and and Darmstadt and so I then um commuted but then I decided no I want to really experience uni and I want to move away from home and I've just got to do it and I did and I went to um to Tubingen and, and um to university there again made great friends and and really really enjoyed it and and learn from that and out of that really um another thing so I one of the things in my life, I always put myself into situations that are a bit different. So I decided, look, I've got to work at these pharmaceutical companies. So I applied at various, got turned down at many, but ultimately ended up at Novartis um, at the time with Sibagaygi. And again, it was a new situation. I, I obviously it was in Switzerland, had to move there. And again, it came down to the people that, that I met and that I made I think long lasting friendships. Um, one, one, you actually know, Kirsteen um, from Edinburgh. And so it, it's that thing where, where you just, there's always things where you just think, Oh, I can't do this. And, um, but then you, I, I remind myself, remember back do it step by step, little baby steps, don't expect too much from you and, and, and you will meet other people and you will, will, will grow from that. And so that's, that's kind of how I, operate really yep. um, so, yeah
1: so you've been in australia now for about 20 years was that kind of just turn up and everything was everything was easier no. or were there setbacks there as well
0: no it's the same look um i, I came to australia and the reason I, I really came here was um i had an australian boyfriend and i thought and he had he basically moved back and i thought this is be great you know i've just finished my phd i can do a postdoc there everyone goes to the us doing a postdoc now this australia never been there but should be the same, shouldn't it? So off I went. Um, I came here, and I can remember the first day uh, that I was here. So It was just before the Olympics, and um, and he, funny enough, he worked he worked at Credit Suisse in the Gateway Building. Um, so um, my first day, there was a cafe downstairs, still there, and um, I ordered a, a croissant, and one of the things, and and they brought it to me, cut open and toasted. And I thought that was the worst thing ever. And I burst into tears and I thought to myself, like, what have I done? Um, so that was the first thing.
1: That's not how your French friends had their croissants, I assume.
0: No, that's right. So that's, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was just horrible. What have I done? And the other thing I struggled with, the obsession with sport. And um, I can remember we often went to barbecues or something. And there was always the segregation between the man around the barbecue and the woman talking about handbags in the kitchen. And I thought, this is just, uh, what have I done? Horrible. So it didn't start well. Um, but I thought no again. Do step by step and 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 see what happens. And the other thing I did is I applied probably for every investment bank. So I already had the idea. I wanted. I didn't want to ultimately be a scientist at the bench. I want. I liked the idea of understanding companies. And when I was in London, one of the key things there was um, that people started to the sell side biotech kind of idea came about and I went to some career fairs in London and I thought, well, why couldn't that happen here in Australia? So it should be the same thing. Um, so I interviewed basically with every major investment bank with management consultant and I basically got turned down everywhere. Um, so I thought this is really not going well. Rejection. Um, yeah. So it was just total. It was just happened all the time. And it was very um, harsh in the way it was obviously very male, Environment still at the time, and um, yeah, and it was it was horrible, and then I thought my parents were kind of watching from the sidelines. I had I couldn't have a working holiday visa because Germans weren't allowed at the time, so I was on this three months here, then had to leave and then come back, and they kind of financed a lot of that.
1: The benefits of being an only child.
0: <laughs> yes, basically, and but it came it came to I think um, month number nine where my dad said to me I think you should really consider because you haven't done a PhD to just hang out in Australia. Um, And so I then thought I've obviously got angry with him and said, Oh, what would you talk about? Um, And I got a a kind of temporary job at a, um, what was it? An advertising company totally like, and I thought this is another strange thing, but let's give it a go. Um, and then um, I applied, uh, went to Westmead Hospital, the Millennium Institute, and worked there a little bit in science and actually put together a proposal um, to put to the German government to get money to do a, a project in, I think it was HIV. Right. Yeah, New Receptors in HIV um, with Professor Cunningham. And that was all great. Um, and I thought like, oh, maybe that works. Um but it didn't look like that's going to work. Um, so in the end, I think my parents said, "Enough is enough." After twelve months, if if nothing has emerged, you're coming home. Um, and I said, "This is horrible." And what what then happened? So it was all like I thought, like, "What am I going to do?" Uh, and um, I had a friend at a time who had a had to, had had mental um, uh, troubles, and um, but he in the end was the one that um, helped me. Um, find a job because he spotted an ad in the paper at Johnson and Johnson. And by that time I was so demoralized that I basically said, Oh yeah, okay, I apply, but it's not gonna happen. Um, At the same time I applied for a position at the Ehrlich Institute in in Germany to 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 have this backup and and basically satisfy my dad. Um, But lo and behold I I got the job at J and J and um and I stayed there. And I think it's again it's something um, I always give myself. I think between six to twelve months for something new to understand, and that was kind of, or basically, to let you settle in and let you understand: is it really worthwhile or not? So don't don't cut the cord straight away. I did the same at yep. Um and I think that's that's what I did. But yeah, it's it, that was hard. And then um, I think out of that, once I had the job at J and J, this particular friend actually. Um, committed suicide and that because you couldn't deal with what he was working on and so up to this day i still um remember that he was the one why i'm still here so it's quite it's quite quite exciting but it's it's perseverance and and listening to other people and and letting them help you when 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 you need it
1: and sorry sorry to hear that but look i think you know what what you've shared there um were sort of two two of the sort of episodes in your life that probably mark out you know where you are today and and what Mm -hmm. we want to try and then do is kind of look Look at the changes you made to yourself, maybe to the adjustments um that stuck with you and, and, and have made you a better person today. I mean, you've touched on on qualities like um you know, perseverance, uh, uh, resilience sort of step by step. But maybe we can just sort of draw out some of the some of the changes you think you've made over the last maybe 15, 20 years that that you think hold you in good stead for the for the future.
0: Yeah, I think it's the it's I think we all obviously have emotions and emotions um drive certain decisions but sometimes it's it's i think the most important part is to step back and think about why do i have that emotion and let's just step back and and take a take a break and think about like hold on is it really that bad or um or, or what's what's driving it and i think what i learned and and today uh, Almost every week, there's a time when you, when I get very overwhelmed by what's happening in the market, for example, and I still use that tool where I just say, like, hold on, let's just step back, do a mundane task that really gets switches your brain into something else. I don't know, fill out a spreadsheet and really set yourself back up. And I think it's the same when you get, and it's often you get overwhelmed with something. It's the same with that cross on you're just overwhelmed by the emotions being so far away from home, a new culture, um, a new language, new different things of, of doing things where you just, but let it, like, just let it happen. And then you just say, well, okay, let's regroup. Let's think about it. Because there's one other thing that that happened. Um, I think it's like um, I had a breakup in my life or something. And, and you're a bit devastated about that. And it was a... a, a, a one of my, my good friends at work, who's is no longer there, Simon Trevet, he he once said to me, "How about you you develop a new hobby?" And I said, "Yeah, okay, cool. Let, let's do a new hobby." And he he said, "Like how about photography?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool." So he said, "Okay." One lunchtime, we walked up the up to um, Pitt Street, and I bought myself a camera. And I thought, "Well, this is great. This is you know, i have got to be really good. I'm going to shoot all these great photos." Um, and I realized you actually have to learn it. You don't. And he said to me, no, you have to actually put some time in. It's not going to happen overnight. And I'm like, oh, I'm got a bit di- disappointed about this great new hobby I'm going to have. Um, but then you just think like, no, he's actually right because you have to work on everything to make it better. And I think you have to give it time. And and that's the same thing with, with everything where you just think like, um, oh, it works from day one. Same thing when, when we got our um, Saint Bernard um, we got him and you think oh great you know he's going to like walk heel and it's doing this all the way and he's very food driven but he wasn't so you had to kind of work on that and over time you, 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 you get better and I think that's something I always work on to like say like okay that was an emotional response let's step back and and unpack that and, and and think about that and and i think that's that's something i've learned and that that I've, I've used basically every day and it's it's a it's a it's a tool that i try and and teach my daughter i um I, i've also learned from my husband i think he's a lawyer so he's very much like that he steps back and what i've learned from him particularly is try and always see the other side how people see something and how you are be open to that viewpoint and i guess lawyers have to almost be always in the middle and be very um objective and um i've had to learn that and sometimes i think as a german you are a bit more too realistic Or you just and you sometimes have to learn to weigh that up as well. So yeah, it's it's I find that fascinating that how you you can just mentally reset your brain and and just say like hold on, step back, take a breather. I don't know, do yoga or something.
1: And, and I think that's again, you know, so back to the investment world. You know, one of the things that, that we spend a lot of time on over the years, the, the biases that we have and that that sort of instinctive response, and a lot of the problems and in investment markets come from. A reaction, which is often survival driven, uh, rather than often people stepping back, mm. reflecting, and, and, and doing the analysis. So something I, I'd love to touch on just with change, you, you mentioned it briefly there, just the, the sort of German ness, if you like. You know, Australia and Germany culturally mm. can be quite, quite different. You mm. know, the changes you've had to make. Um, from that that young girl who who had an imaginary friend to mm-hmm. um, you know being here in Australia today C- can you just sort of think about that that journey and, and what perhaps yeah. the the biggest changes have been
0: um, honestly I, I, I think initially I found it really challenging because it was that um, ad hocness that that relaxedness that isn't, wasn't really sitting with me very well, and I didn't know that that really exists or what that is, because um, I, I have a bit of a. The other thing I have is, which is a good thing. I have a bit of an naivety to myself where I just embrace something and think about the consequences afterwards um and and it's a good thing and a bad thing but it's something at least it lets you try something but yeah it was I think one thing that I had to go through is embrace this sporting culture and initially I was a bit like oh what cricket yeah I don't know so I learned a little bit of that when I was in in London at uni because the girls I was friends with um they helped me to basically they always wanted to go to the cricket and laughed about me because I didn't understand when you go to the to to the, the clubhouse or to the to have lunch and I thought why are you having lunch in the pavilion (laughs) that's right um so in the end so I had a bit of that but I didn't understand the next step up in Australia that that obsession basically with it so I had to embrace that and I had to um but again it comes back to I think what I did of of people I was friends with basically I told them that and so there was one girl in particular he just he just said oh well come on I go with you to the cricket and I'm like okay that's better someone coming with me um so I've embraced that I went to an AFL match went to the cricket um and I um basically embraced running so um I'm not the natural runner but I tried different things I then also the same girl to be honest um um she played basketball so she then said let's Come with me. We play on Wednesday night um, basketball, and uh, we play this this team. um, They were a bit too good for me, but um, they were like, um, like I don't know. they have played for what is it for the? Is it the Opals or or the next team down? Yeah, Yeah, but they were lovely. So I played with that. We played at work then as well. So it was that you've just got to try and do it. And sometimes, as an only child, you are not so good with people. But I just um, I just did that, and it again comes down to the people that you surround yourself with, whether they foster your who you are and what they're doing, and that that was very helpful. But the one thing as so the relationship with the with the guy that I came to Australia with obviously fell apart, but we're still very good friends, and we um and and it was also after that was to me I had the, I had the choice to say do I stay here yeah. or do I leave. Um, And I decided to stay and the main reason was because I was determined to make it work for myself, to not say I failed. And that's something I also have is it's very like, no, I'm going to show whatever the world, whoever it is, that I can make this work myself. And that was actually a good thing because then I had to embrace Australia a lot more the culture different people to make my own kind of friends around it um, and um, and funny enough he was the one that introduced me to my to their husband so so it's 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 that but yeah it's 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 the openness the um, and I think that translates into my work as well is I have to constantly be open to something new new people new ideas and and I think that's um, Something that I now enjoy, but you had to work on it, and and I think sport helped yep. a lot because in in, in team sports, uh, and and having that kind of team spirit and work with something and and, and have something to do. So yeah, I think it's, it's it's all of that.
1: So there's an interesting thing there about you know being part of a team, being being part of a crowd. But but one of the other things we sort of finally wanted to explore is just this idea of to be successful. Um, you have to do something, let's say either against the crowd or go away from the crowd or, or, or stand up for yourself. So, so, so you sort of briefly, what what would that be for you? Do you think that that really kind of makes you a little bit different?
0: Um, look, I think the the the, the thing that I I have done is, so, so a lot of my peers, when when they basically did their PhD, or, or for example, they did their PhD in Germany at the time, it wasn't that you actually moved away. And I decided, no, I just wanna do this in the UK because I've met all these really great people at at Novartis. Um, and I um, I interviewed, I can remember, with a um, professor, um, it was actually called Professor Schultz up in, um, in, in Liverpool. So I went up to Liverpool, um, and it was horrible horrible, because I couldn't actually understand the people. So, but I thought like, look, I've got to check it out because he was a great guy. But in the end, I took up a PhD in London and it was a different thing because most people did their PhD at the, I don't know, the Cancer Institute in Heidelberg or at a great institution in Germany. But I had this obsession, no, I've got to do something different. It was the same with my um, master's. So, in Germany, you do... Um, D- diploma, bite which is a, a Master's, and everyone does it usually at the Institute of University, and what you do, I decided, no, 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 I'm going to do it at Novartis, um, and I had to ask the faculty in Germany that they were applying that, and my professors were happy, said great, but you have to do it in German, and you have to do one thesis in English, so you have to do two, and I said, that's fine, I can do that, so I tend to always have this habit of making it harder for myself, as, as one of my close friends at my wedding said, um, no, Bianca just doesn't go just you know, to America or something, she goes to the other end of the world. So it's uh, lucky she didn't go to New Zealand, but it was it is that kind of thing that I always always do. And I think um,
1: where do we just go go from this? Um, just talking about th- being different um, from yeah. from the crowd, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I kind of enjoy that to do it differently, to to find something that is different and to uh, look. There's no. I still get worried. Am I totally on the wrong path here? And um, and think I must be wrong. But I then always revert to no. Let's really look at what what's going on. And and this is actually quite an opportunity to do something. It's 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 been all through my life. And I think in terms, it has it has um, caused problems for my parents because they just sometimes wish I would just you know be down the road. Um, but then I think they see the how exciting it is and what you can build that they're very happy to do it but yeah I think there is there is there is that inbred maybe Germans I think they're much more open now to do that um, but I think it also comes back when someone says to me oh why wouldn't you why would you do that you can't do that that actually makes me even more determined to do it and I can remember the father of my of another boyfriend in 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 Germany when I was younger uh, was always saying like oh Bianca's just will just always stay at home.
1: So he was he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, so
0: he was wrong. He knows he's wrong. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of like what what makes me just just do it more. And I I now enjoy it. And I now I'm much more like do the interaction with with people and to understand. Look, give it time. You can build that. So don't don't rush something. And I think it's the same at work. I always say look we may miss something, but um, we rather want to do something quality than than miss something and then it doesn't really work. It's just like, there will always be something else. Just be patient. It's it's an important part.
1: So so if I just sort of, uh, you know, reflect on what we've talked about. We've talked about resilience. We've talked about perseverance, doing things step by step. We've talked about controlling your emotions. We've talked about, you know, taking these, these big steps and moving to the other side of the world. So if you go back to, you know, the girl who was friendly with Zippy in Germany many, many years ago, you know, you've tran- you know, transformed from then. And I think, you know, your own parents would would be very proud of where you've ended up, but you mentioned briefly, you know, you have a daughter of your own. How would you, hmm. I guess, what would be the one key learning? How would you summarize that? How would you, what would you really want for her um, to sort of grow up and, and think about as she, she becomes older and makes her way in the world?
0: I think you have to do something that you like, and that you um, believe in. And and I know that sounds very cliche, but it is, I was absolutely, and I still am very fascinated with, like, virals, I I find them super fascinating. And I can remember when I came to Australia and I interviewed with um, the Boston Consulting Group, for example, and here I was, had a PhD and was all about science. I thought this is great, kind of, you know, analyse these biotechs and whatever. They gave me a, a bicycle company to look at. And I just looked at it and I'm like, I, I, I don't know what, what to do with this. And this is really not. And so obviously I didn't make it. But, um, but I know then that what I really have a passion for healthcare, for biotechs and for that. And that's what I want to do because that's where I'm at my best, what I can do. Uh, I know when people say, oh, what's your weakness? Can we work on your weakness? I actually think we all have weaknesses but we should actually work on our strength because that's what we're passionate about. That's what we go the extra mile for. Yeah. There's weakness and we can work on them and we can, we can find tools to do it. But in the end, it's about, about your strength and really exploiting what you're good at. And because that, that makes you happy, that drives you, that makes you step forward. So I, I always look at my daughter. So she's, um, she's a tall. So she's, um, uh, she's, probably not the best gymnast, maybe, but she loves it. And so I'm like, okay, let's let's give this a go. And um, what she this weekend she told me she wants to do play a piano. So I said, well let's let's give it a go. So I'm very much about like, let's try this out. So we tried out um, what is it? Um, cricket last well last year or the year before we were allowed to do it. And she didn't like it. She got hackled by by a boy straight away. So that was quite funny saying you don't know how to play um cricket. So that was it. But Sledging I but then I said golf. to her yeah, well, sledging. and she. Um, so I said to her, like, look, we don't have to push for this now. Like, maybe try some other time. And so I'm, I'm very much like to like her to be happy in in what she does, and to 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 open yourself up to trying different things. And I think that was to me the biggest thing for my childhood: is try something, give it a go. Don't close yourself. Off because you're scared, um, and 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 she's the same. Like, look, they went to school yesterday, and it's obviously she's six years old. Obviously apprehensive going back to school after three months. Um, uh, but it's that kind of the same thing. I probably did is like, no, just it's fine. You just try it. We see how it goes. Um, so if if she's open about about things, if she's um, tries different things, that's as good as it gets. If um, if she really finds what she loves to do i think that's to me the biggest that's great so yeah excellent. I don't i don't really have as much structure for her it's just that she's really open to to anything
1: excellent well that's a very sort of um appropriate place to end i think very wise words and and look Bianca I've really enjoyed our conversation so you know thank you for sharing your journey thanks for sharing the you know the setbacks that, that you faced and the and how you've overcome them and arrived where you are today i really appreciate it Thank you.
0: That's great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Investing for Life podcast. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe and share with your friends. For show notes from today's conversation, head to platinum.com.au.